1: Visit berna.com slash jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.
2: This is the Jesse Kelly show.
1: It is the Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun. On a Friday, and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and this is it's this is goodbye. This is the last time that you will hear the sultry sounds of my voice for like a week and a half or something like that. Chris, when's our next show back? That like the 27th or something? The 27th is the next time you will get to hear the sultry sounds of me. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. I'm off to Israel. Here's what we have tonight. Communists enjoying the fruits of their labor funding for the FBI slashed ask Dr. Jesse questions that are so good. I don't, and there are so many of them. I don't even know that I'll get to a fraction of them this show, but I'm not throwing any away. They're so good. I'm just going to chop away at these and a great idea that didn't work out in the end. All that and so much more is coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show but we're going to begin this is rare but we've done it before with an email until we before we get to communists and the fruits of their labor dear dr mail pattern okay yeah, that's not very nice actually during the carter administration it took 13% inflation 21% interest rates and gas shortages among other things to finally get people to wake up and make a leadership change in the USA Today, how bad do you think it will get before Normie McNormalson gets uncomfortable enough to put their phone down and vote these communists out? His name is Nathan. What's it going to take for Normie Norm to wake from his slumber? What's it going to take? What's it going to take? This is a question you ask all the time. I ask all the time because as we've talked about, we are frustrated We are informed and we are ahead of everyone else and we want Normie Norm to wake up so we can save this friggin' place and he won't wake up. What's it going to take? Well, let me explain it to you this way. Do you know why? Do you know why sometimes it can be frustrating when your kids are small? Not that having not that having bad kids is bad. Kids having kids is amazing. If you want to have kids. You and your wife, your husband want to have kids. You go make all the babies in the world. It's the greatest thing in the world I've ever done. I love being a dad. So I'm not complaining about that. But sometimes, sometimes having a small kid, small children can be frustrating. Why is it frustrating? Well, there's a variety of different reasons from the diapers and everything else. But one of the reasons you don't think about, but it's true. One of the reasons it makes it difficult and stressful to introduce a child into your home is children are selfish. They're selfish. They don't know any better. Everything's about them. I'm tired. I want to sleep. I'm hungry. I want to eat. I have to poop. I think I'll just go. Hey, come change this for me. Everything is about themselves. That creates a stressful, strained environment. Because you're not about yourself. In fact, at this point in time, you're all about them. You have no sleep. Yeah, Chris is going to go through this. It's tough. It's tough. It's awesome, and I love it, but it's tough because one entity is unselfish. The other entity is 100% consumed with themselves. Eventually, children grow out of that, but unless they turn into liberals and then they don't, but still, that creates a stressful situation. It's stressful for you because you think about things that are higher than yourself. You think about things that are not just your family, right? Everyone loves their family. Everyone loves their, their kids. Let, let's just stick with that example. Everyone loves their kids. But you think about society in general, uh, entertainment, the government. You look at your kids and you think about, I, I want this to change so life will be better for my kids. And I want that to change so it would be better for my kids. And, and Normie Norm doesn't think like that. He doesn't think like you think at all. That is tough. Normie Norm is only consumed with with himself and his instead of something higher, and that creates stress. But allow me to relieve it or make it worse for you. Are you ready for this? Normie Norm will never wake up, ever, until it hurts. Something has to hurt, and it has to hurt him specifically. It does. That's really hard because you want everyone to wake up before that. You don't want to see anyone to get hurt. I, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. That's why I try to live my life shaking Normie normal. Wake. Please wake up before these people kill us. But until it hurts, like you just mentioned, Jimmy Carter, interest rates, gas shortage. It took gas lines to get that weapons grade moron out of the white house it took lines at the gas station guess what he wasn't any more of a moron after the gas lines than he was before the gas lines had no idea what he was doing should not have been there at all but it took normy norm waiting for an hour in 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 line to get gas to finally say okay this is uh, uh this is not going to work we we got we got to switch things up here during covid is a great example of this Uh, Look, and let's just let's let's have a frank talk about us and who we are, because I've said COVID was the second most revealing time of my life. The first was when they made us take down our American flags in combat, in case you're wondering. But COVID was very revealing. And what was revealing for me, what really hit me so hard wasn't the idiocy and corruption of our government. I knew that already, for the most part. Obviously, more was revealed. You're more aware of it now. I'm more aware of it now than I was, but you already knew. Government's full of a bunch of corrupt losers and morons. That's not news for you. You knew that before COVID. What hammered me, hammered me, and I guess I was just very, very, very naive. What hammered me was how accepting the American people were of insane tyrannical things insane things i look it was just naivete i always believed that most americans still even democrats they still in in their veins it was in their dna had a disdain for tyranny and a desire to be free. They just wanted to be free. And that's what I thought, that people wanted to be free, especially Americans. Maybe not in some dump like Iraq, but here in America, it's in our DNA. Freedom, baby! No. Americans want Netflix and DoorDash. And if you make sure they have Netflix and DoorDash, they'll let you close their churches. They'll let you unbolt the outdoor basketball hoops and take them down. They'll let you put up one way signs in the grocery aisles. Yes, these are things we did. They'll make your child wear a mask at school. And then when your child has band practice, they'll cut a hole in the mask. So your child can play the flute. Don't believe me that that's a thing that happened. Go look it up. That's a thing that happened regularly. If you just give Americans Enough comfort, Normie Norm, I'm not talking about you. If you just give Normie Norm enough comfort, Normie Norm will let you do abuses to him without end. It's that old quote, all you have to do is give people bread and circuses. It's so incredibly true. We watched as the United States government and all the sub-governments underneath it, states and cities and whatnot, we watched as they actually shut down American society because of a virus. That's in, that concept in and of itself is insane. You never do that. Never. You never look at your economy, a $20 trillion economy with more moving parts than the smartest person in history could ever comprehend. You never look at that economy and you say, stop, someone got a cold. Even if it's a bad cold, even if people are dying, even if they're dying in droves, you never look at your economy and say, stop. And a free people, no matter what you think about that, a free people would instinctively reject that outright anyway. Hold on. Wait a minute, governor. Uh, uh, I can't open my business. Hold on. Uh, no, excuse me, police. Why are you kicking people out of Burger King? No, we don't stand for that. But a free people did not. Why? Well, the gyms got shut down. The church got shut down. The basketball hoops got taken down. But DoorDash was still there. Netflix was still there. The Wi-Fi didn't go out. Do you know what it will take? What it will really take to wake up Normie Norm? The lights are going to have to go off. That's what it will. You know what's going to be a huge wake-up for Normie Norm? You already know it's coming, but for Normie Norm, when America starts to get blackouts and brownouts more regularly than they already do, it's just it's very common in other countries. Just, boo, lights will go out, and okay, no power today. Hopefully, they get it back on tonight. Americans have never experienced that, not on the regular. They will. And then that day, Normie Norm will wake up and say, what? How, how did this? Why didn't somebody do something? And you could say, hey, remember when I told you to stop voting Democrat and these all this going green stuff was going to destroy the power grid? Well, guess what? The power grid's gone now. You did this. You voted for this. That's the hard truth. Let's get out of hard truths. I've had enough of this. Let's talk about communists enjoying the fruits of their labor. Now, let's talk about the fruits of your labor first. Your retirement. We all want to retire one day. I want to retire from this back-breaking job of doing radio every single day. No, I'm kidding. We all want to retire one day. We do. If inflation destroys the dollar, how are we going to do that? Interest rates keep going up. Stock market going down. How are we going to do that? Well, we get precious metals as part of our 401k and IRA. And, in case it really hits the fan, we get physical gold and silver in our hands. Call Oxford Gold Group to handle all this for you. They not only handle it, they make it easy. They're laid back. I've sent my own dad there, all right? Call 833-995-GOLD.
2: 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next.
1: It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And remember... No matter how old you are, we cannot fall behind technologically. So we have to tune in when the experts speak.
3: I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. (laughs) And so the machine is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what, machine, what information is going in, what then? I can't. Be- I'm
1: sorry. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I quit. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Now, let's get to this one. Jesse, I'm just a simple sod farmer in the communist state of Washington. I work hard because poverty sucks. I'm fortunate enough to listen to your show in the fields. I love that. As a blue-blooded American, I am confused as to how Normie Norm can be so disengaged with their country to the extent they simply accept and follow the current state of affairs. My question is, how far down this dangerous path will will we have to go before it's too late? Well, I just talked about this quite a bit. It's going to take power outages, Wi-Fi going out gas stations being out of gas. It's going to take real pain. But also, because we have lived in such a technologically advanced manufacturing, which just so many benefits to living in this country, natural resources, we lose sight of, and you probably do, I know I do, as appreciative as I am of this country, we lose sight of how other people actually live in their countries and how blessed we are. I have never once walked into a grocery store outside of maybe a little hurricane panic or something and seen empty shelves really in any section. Honestly, maybe there'll be this food item or that food item gone, but America just has stocked shelves and that's all we've ever had. So Americans just genuinely think that's how grocery stores work everywhere. Right? But that's not how grocery stores work everywhere. It's not Americans think that cell phone coverage is normal. On your peer talk phone, 5G network, everyone thinks you can just go out and just anywhere and make a phone call. Surely that's how it works everywhere. No, it's not. There's always a hospital nearby, medical services. How far are you right now away from medical services? Five minutes? Chris, I think, I think me and Chris and Michael, I think we could walk there in five minutes. I'm looking at one out the window. That's how things are. We're used to that. Once our standard of living has been taken away, a standard of living that we've grown accustomed to, that's when Norm will wake up. All right. And look, sometimes Norm has to hurt. Like Manhattan DA, George Soros, Alvin Bragg. New York DA, who is prosecuting Trump. Soft on crime, you know how much I hate that, admits he fears for his family while riding the subways. Alvin Bragg, he is a communist district attorney. He's done a lot more than just destroy, well, attempt to destroy Donald Trump. He's gutted New York City by purging the jails of all the violent trash, and now they're out there stabbing, assaulting, raping, murdering everybody they can find. And now Alvin Bragg gets nervous about his family running on or or driving, riding on the subway, driving on the subway. I guess they don't let you drive, really, but riding on the subway. Here's the ugly truth of it Lavrenti Beria ended up with a bullet in his head. Now, a lot of people don't know who Lavrenti Beria is, which is so sad. I know you know, but he was Stalin's head of his NKVD. Lavrenti Beria is responsible for more people being murdered, more torture than you can well than you ever want to know about, believe me on that. He is also according to Soviet accounts somebody who liked children as well. There's a report that Stalin himself called his daughter when he found out his daughter was in Lavrentiy Beria's presence and told her get out now and go home. He's that kind of evil. You can look at pictures of Lavrenti Beria. I've never seen a color one. I don't know that they exist. But you can look at pictures and you know that's an evil human being. And he was the ultimate communist. Every single thing that needed to be done. Anyone who needed to be killed. Whatever you need, boss. I'll, I'll handle everything, boss. And in the end, Lavrenti Beria got that knock on the door that all the communists do. And... He got to find out exactly what communism does. It destroys and kills everything. Your liberal Aunt Peggy doesn't understand that everything she loves will eventually be destroyed, and it's because of her. It's because of what she's doing. Everything. It doesn't matter what she values. It'll all be gone. Alvin Bragg, just this one little headline made me laugh. You know why? It made me laugh, and also it made me sad because here's what's going to happen. These Soros DAs are flesh-and-blood human beings. Alvin Bragg is a flesh-and-blood human being. Probably has a family he loves. These Soros DAs are going to see the fruits of their labor one day. They will. I'm not hoping for that, but they will. If something horrible is going to happen, I'd rather it not happen to these people's poor families, but they will. Mom's going to be riding on the subway, dead. And then they're going to realize they serve the god of death and destruction. Communism. That's what it is. And that's what it takes sometimes to wake these people up. As my buddy Phil says, can't believe I didn't come up with this. The only good thing about communism is all the communists. Communism is killed. In the end, they eat it all. All right. Enough.
0: Let's talk some World War One. You want to do some World War I? Hang on.
2: Feeling a little stocky. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to twenty-five percent your first year at LifeLock.com/news. That's LifeLock.com/news to save up to twenty-five percent. Identity theft protection starts here.
1: If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? Hey, this is Jesse. Do you know an unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks? By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. The heartbeat is the voice of the Preborn, and you can share their voice in a big way. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help save five babies' lives. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Pound 250 baby or visit preborn.com slash jesse. Preborn has a 100% charity rating, by the way. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Preborn.com slash jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. Right now, tens of millions of Americans live with everyday pain. Does this sound like you? If this sounds like you, then you know. It not only affects how you feel, it affects everything about your life. Your mood, your sleep, you miss out on activities, your outlook on the future. It affects everything. Well, say hello to Relief Factor, a natural way to fight pain. With four key drug-free, all-natural ingredients, Relief Factor was created by doctors to help support your body's natural response to inflammation. Whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor... Can help you feel better. Better yet, Relief Factor is about living better, living the life you want, doing the activities you love. Over 1 million people have tried the Relief Factor Quick Start Kit. Nearly 70% go on to order more. That's staggering. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three week starter kit. It's only $19.95, and it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back guarantee. It's time to give it a try. Go to ReliefFactor.com or call 1 800 4 relief. That's 1 800 4 relief
2: like and subscribe on social at jesse kelly dc
1: it is the jesse kelly show let's check in real quick with the ftc director here some of
3: these speech platforms why people would be afraid and worried about censorship i couldn't agree more that when you have a handful of people making decisions about what gets seen what doesn't get seen what who you think the remedy to that is for government to lay decide what's disinformation and what what's not Congressman, at the FTC, our job is to promote competition. More competition means more people making these decisions, and I think that can alleviate some of the concerns about censorship that you're sharing.
1: Yeah, they want to censor your speech. Let's, let's check in and see what this lady thinks about capitalism, shall we?
3: Let me ask you, what's your view of capitalism? Excuse me? What's your view of capitalism? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the FTC's job is to promote competition. Oh no, what's and- your view of capitalism? Could you explain what you mean by that term? Good system, bad system, what do you see is its strengths and weaknesses. So I think open, competitive, robust, resilient markets are critical to America's economic success, and the FTC has the honor of playing a really important role in ensuring that our markets are open and competitive and position the America to compete globally. Do you uh, uh, see a role in government in, in, in interposing its judgment for theirs? The role of the FTC is really one of a referee. Uh, We believe in open competitive markets.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Chris, you can throw this in the headline stack for Jesse so he can gloat like a toddler about being right again. And it was a headline about top Democrats reaching out to potential Biden replacements. Guess who's mentioned as the top candidate in there? What is that? What's his name, Chris? Get Ga- Gavin Newsom. huh if the well, not if. the day Joe Biden announces he's not running for health reasons., oh, I got a cough <laughs> And Gavin Newsom steps up and immediately launches to head to the top of the polls. Just look, this is not something you're ever supposed to do in radio it's really important that you don't listen that night because obnoxious doesn't even describe how bad I'm going to be because I called this one a year ago. How long ago was it I called that one, Chris? It was a long time ago. <laughs> All right, World War I expert. I'm not a World War I expert, but I do love it. Have you watched Netflix's World War I movie, All Quiet on the Western Front? I watched it weeks ago, and it still haunts me. I've never seen a war movie that brings the brutality and tragedy of war to life like that. If you haven't seen it, do it ASAP. If you had, what's your impression? Uh, well, here's my impression. Yes, I've seen All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, it is brutal. No question about it. It was not that shocking to me only because of how much reading I've done on World War I. And we're just going to do a little World War One talk. Why? Because it's Friday and I'm about to leave and I freaking feel like it. That's why. World War One was so horrific for a variety of reasons. But one of the things that really made World War One so terrible was war had always been... There had always been military advancements in war, right? I mean, it, if you go back to the... Uh, Alexander the Great's father, Philip II, part of the reason he conquered all the other Greek states was they just came up with a spear that was longer than the other Greek spears. It's so simple and stupid, right? But it was one of these military advancements that screwed people up. So technology was always increasing. But we had never seen the machine gun. Not really. There had been a couple of skirmishes with the British in Africa and things like that. The machine gun, a gun that you just hold the trigger and bullets just keep coming out of it and artillery that shot miles and miles and miles and miles. and not only shot miles and miles and miles shot miles and, miles and miles and miles accurately and prior to that it's not as if I'm I'm ever going to call war glorious that's not what I'm trying to do but if you were a young man prior to World War 1 dating back to really the beginning of mankind war was swords and spears and a cap maybe a cavalry charge if you have a horse yeah bows and arrows and i realized guns had started to be introduced but it was so drastically different beforehand and so what happens is world war one kicks up and this is one of the that's why the books just got me in world war one it's these young men who do what young men have always done young men you cannot help it moms i'm sorry i explain it to my wife all the time too they crave a little bit of danger. doesn't have to be suicidal, but young men crave danger. And that's fine. That's how God made them. They crave adventure. They want to see the world. They want to serve their country. They want to see what they're made of. They want to get tough. So if you're in France, if you're in Britain, hey, we're looking for volunteers, man. At least in the beginning, you wouldn't have a shortage of them. Ambitious young men showing up. All right, to go. King and country. Maybe I'll charge with a saber in my hand one day. And instead, they get out there in World War One, especially early. Uh, 1915, 1914, 1915, honestly, I think have to be the most horrific years of warfare in the history of mankind. And I realize that's a really subjective. But you get out there, and instead of all these glorious cavalry charges... You are watching your buddies get blown up en masse. That's not really something people had ever gone through before. Yes, there were cannons and explosions, but there are multiple stories of you're sitting around. Uh, you're, you're, you think you're safe. You're sitting around eating lunch with 50 of your friends, and an artillery shell lands in the middle of you all, and you're all gone. They bury your toenails like that. Every, it's, not, it's not a friend. They're all of them. They're gone. You're sitting there in a trench rotting, boredom, misery, you, when people die in the trenches in World War I, oftentimes you can't get them out of the trench, so you would bury people in the walls of the trench sometimes. You're sitting there fighting with your friend's corpse buried in the wall in front of you. Stories about you know, his face being uncovered when it starts to rain. How, what does that do to the human mind? Again, we're talking about a young man who thought he was going to get on a horse with a sword and fight for king and country. What does it do? What does it do when they blow a whistle and you have to charge over the trench? And the, the tactics, the military tactics were all made for how warfare had always been, not for this machine gun era warfare. And everybody gets mowed down. In 15 seconds, it's not, it doesn't even take a long time because you're charging a machine gun nest. You can't do that. I don't care how brave you are. Boop, 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 you're all gone like that. Your whole unit gone. What is that like? What is it like for a country when countries like Britain would oftentimes keep troops from the same town together? They thought it helped camaraderie. And of course it would, right? Hey, it's my neighbor, Bob. Hey, we're fighting together. Until that artillery shell hits. And then every young man in the young in that town, gone like that. What does that do to a country? It just that kind of death and, and unique level of death and misery, just has always blown me away. If you want to, if you want a book about that 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 really really bring it home for you, his name's Ernst Younger. There is a couple of really really good World War II books out there, but he wrote a book called Storm of Steel storm of steel it's one to read about and he talks as you can imagine because of the name about what it's like when artillery shells are landing all around you and just all around you there's just jagged metal just blowing off limbs and killing people blowing down trees that there's a place there are several places in world war one where there was a beautiful forest and they would have a big long battle there and it just looked like the moon all the trees were gone everything's gone it looked like hell. You look at the old pictures of it. It just it World War One, man, um, underrated. World War II obviously gets a bunch of play for a lot of reasons. It's the biggest event in human history, so that's it's understandable. But World War One, people kind of know a little about it. Well, maybe they'll know about you know, gas, gas, people getting gassed maybe some trench warfare. But the nitty gritty details of it, ugh, no thank you. All right, the perfect candidate for president. What does he need? Red dot sites. We're going to talk about, uh, well, how do you handle sports with your kids? Ponzi schemes, all that and so much more is coming up on the Jesse Kelly show. Let's talk about food first, as in you need some. No, I, I don't mean you need to eat right now, although maybe you do. You need an emergency kit that you never touch, that you don't brag to your friends about, that you don't put pictures of up on Facebook. When you go to My Patriot Supply and you get a four-week food kit, they normally do three-month kits, but they have four-week kits on sale right now if you're trying to save some money. You buy it and you stash it, all right? You have to go to preparewithjessikelly.com, and that's what gets you the savings on the kits. They ship free and they ship anonymously, and please hear me, save it, but get it everyone in your home needs to know no matter what they can eat all right prepare with jesse kelly.com prepare with jesse kelly.com
2: you're listening to the jesse kelly show you're welcome
1: it is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. So the blaze, they did this big candidate sit down today where all the GOP potential candidates except for Trump uh, showed up and they were in interviewed with Tucker Carlson. Tucker sat down with Mike Pence and then it didn't go that well for Pence
3: along the way the biden administration has been slow in providing military support make no mistake about this we promised them 33 abrams tanks in january i heard again 2 weeks ago in ukraine they still don't have them we've been telling them we'll train their f16 pilots but now they're saying maybe january we'll let somebody transfer
1: some jets i'm sorry mr vice president have you i know you're running for president you are, distra- Thank you. You are for distressed you are distressed that the ukrainians don't have enough american tanks hold on (laughs) um that's not my concern i don't i bet you pence wishes he'd have a do-over for that one surely he didn't mean to answer that question in that way and i'm not defending pence because i can't stand pence but that's got to be an all-time bad answer to a question hey here's why we need to give the ukrainians more uh okay, but what about Americans? Oh, that's not my concern. <laughs> Americans? What? Never heard of them. <laughs> Jeez. Dear promo code Jesse. Okay, that's actually really funny. Have you upgraded yet to a red dot sight for your Glock 19? Like you, I learned on iron sights, but after a training period, I am now faster and more accurate with a red dot. I hear that these sights are especially good for old folks like you that have deteriorating eyesight. That's not, that's not his name is Satoshi. Uh, no, I know. Okay. I have a bunch of friends that are these fancy high speed super ninja types. I am not. I was a very average Marine for four years, just an average grunt Marine. That's all. But I have a bunch of friends, you know, BK, the Air Force PJ, and Clay Martin, and Green Berets, and all, the, all these. I have all these fancy types. And they ride me endlessly about how basic all of my gear is. Oh, I can't believe you don't have Merc thermals. I can't believe you don't have MVGs, Jesse, I can't believe you don't have red dots on this. How do you not have a suppressor for every weapon? Jesse, you need this. And, and, And here's the thing. They're the experts, so I know they're right. That stuff is hugely expensive, one and two I don't know even how to use any of that because that's not how I trained. We didn't have suppressors. We never had optics when I was in the Marines, not for any weapon I had at all. I learned on iron sights, both pistol and rifle. It's what I'm comfortable with. I I don't know any of this stuff. And I know this sounds terrible. It, what I'm about to say sounds terrible, and it is terrible. So I'm not even defending me, but I want you to hear me. I know I should go out and get more advanced training now. Yes, I've been trained, but they have so many of these private places now that do all kinds of really cool training for you and your family, and I want to encourage you to do that. If you, you and your family shoot, they have stuff. You, know, you, the kids, bring them out. They have stuff for everybody, really, really good stuff to help you guys get trained up. I know I should start doing some fancier training. This don't feel like it. No, here I just don't feel like it. I did. I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to spend all day on the weekend, and I know that's lazy and pathetic, and I have no excuse for that whatsoever. But that's my excuse, all right. At least I can say some groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and and
2: and Joan Shangang Shangang. Koala.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so good. Sorry. Howdy, Jesse. If you could build the perfect presidential candidate, what attributes would that person need to have to be elected and be successful as president? Well, let me clarify something. And I don't want to sound too, you know, dark and cynical here. The things you would need as president, the qualities you would need as president to save the country or attempt to save the country would probably prevent you from being elected president at all. You know, if, if you're the type of person who has to do things to get elected, the way our rotted country is now, especially our rotted government system, that probably means you're not going to be a good president. Here's a, here's a great example of this. Talked a little bit about it last night. Big Pharma. Now, I'm not against pharmaceuticals or medicines and things like that. I understand all the advancements and how maybe they're saving your life right now or making your life better. But there's no question we've become a pill mill country and that people are on way too many prescription drugs. It's not even you look at our statistics compared to other countries, it's shocking, it's staggering. You watch TV, which I never do anymore, every other commercial's now is a, is a pharmaceutical drug of some kind. It's crazy. It's insane. And yet you won't get any Republican elected who will actually do something about Big Pharma. Because I'm not even talking about the Democrats. They're already a given. They're they are gone. Because Big Pharma writes these gigantic campaign checks to all the Republicans. All of them. That's, that's a problem. You see, you should have a quality of, no, this is bad for my country. This is bad for my countrymen. I stand firmly against it. We are going to break this government pharma cartel. Uh, things like Operation Warp Speed will never happen again. That it's done. We're finished. You should be able to say those things. But if you said those things, you probably couldn't get elected at all. That was a roundabout way to, to, of, of saying... I don't I don't have a ton of hope when it comes to the presidency. I just don't. I've never placed a priority on that. You know that's why I don't talk about the primary all the time. It's don't think these people are going to come save us. Any of them. None of them. All right. Somebody put a bar in the in the cop shop. What do you do about kids and sports? The anti-communist manifesto. Are they going to ban fireworks, all that and more still to come. Hang on.